Welcome to the Wellness Renaissance Podcast, exploring topics to help you find the pieces that fit into your health puzzle. Expectation should be that we will probably not know the President of the United States until mid to late November. Yeah, if this election is close, we may not know for a while. So it might actually help to stop thinking of it as election night and more as an election month. Hey, this is Judy with Wellness Renaissance and the Wellness Renaissance Podcast. Today, I am playing you a little snippet from the John Oliver show last week tonight on HBO because I think this is a really important thing, an idea, and a concept that we need to get of election night slash week slash month. We are so used to being able to know by the end of the night or the next morning who our president is going to be from the election. And John Oliver does a great job showing why we need to think about that differently this time. And I think it's a really, really important thing for our mindset and our psyche and our need to have an answer right away. Let's just get comfortable with not having an answer right away, knowing that is just part of this process this time. So let's dive in and listen to John Oliver, and I'll see you on the other end. Well, look, let's say that none of what I've talked about so far turns out to be a problem. Everyone behaves themselves at polling places, the lines aren't too long, and nobody their mail-in ballots. There is still one more potential wrinkle in this election, and it happens after you voted. Because mail-in ballots in particular can take a long time to count, which does make sense. It's a logistical nightmare. Before the count can begin, a series of procedures needs to be followed, like making sure the vote count from a particular precinct matches up with the actual number of ballots received. The city of Grand Rapids has issued some 35,000 absentee ballots. Just the simple um, process of opening that many envelopes, that takes a long time. Yeah, of course it does. 35,000 is a shit ton of envelopes, and opening them is going to take a long time, which, by the way, should probably be the official tagline of every single award show. The Oscars, there are a shit ton of envelopes to open, so it's going to take a long time. Sunday, 8, 7 central on ABC. And making it worse, in some key battleground states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, they're not even allowed to begin processing mail-in ballots until election day itself. Election experts say one possible election scenario is what is known as the blue shift, with Trump ahead on election night and Biden pulling in front after election night through mail-in ballots. There is no such thing as election night results. They're only partial results, and they always have been partial results. Exactly. Many votes are counted after election night. And this year, the discrepancy in how people vote could lead to a so-called blue shift, which I know sounds like a euphemism for a Smurfs bowel movement, but it actually refers to the idea that since more Biden supporters are voting by mail, Democrats could initially be behind, then pull ahead once all the mail ballots are counted. The Trump campaign, he himself has tweeted that we must know election results on the night of the election, not days, months, or even years later. But here's the thing, we don't need to know on the night at all. Projecting winners on election night can be a bit like summarizing Get Out when you've only seen the beginning. Oh, it's about a young man who meets his girlfriend's parents for the first time, which is obviously nerve-wracking. But luckily, her parents seem like a couple of real sweeties, so everything's cool. Yeah, that is how it starts, but maybe you should stop talking until you know the whole story. And in an election with so many mail-in votes, it may take significantly longer to get the final results than it has in the past. And the swing 
could be even more pronounced. That is why election officials are so anxious to reset our expectations. The expectation is election night, like most election nights, around midnight, one o'clock, we know who the president is going to be. And in 2020, that is simply not going to be the case. The expectation should be that we will probably not know the president of the United States until mid to late November. Yeah. If this election is close, we may not know for a while. So it might actually help to stop thinking of it as election night and more as an election month which is a lot like when someone says it's their birthday month in that the very concept makes every decent American want to vomit. And this is going to take an adjustment on everybody's part, from individual voters to TV networks that are accustomed to going all out in selling election night as an event, to social media networks that could become cesspools of misinformation. And if you think any of this is me being paranoid, you should know it's already started. In Wisconsin, Republican legislators threatened to sue elections officials for holding an early voting event where 10,000 people cast ballots, suggesting they might seek to have all those votes invalidated. Meanwhile, in Texas, their governor has insisted that drop-off locations for absentee ballots be limited to just one per county, whether it's Loving County, which has just 169 residents, or Harris County, which has more than 4 million. And this brings us to our final point. What can we do to help the system run smoother? Well, luckily, there are steps you can take. First, as an individual, make a plan to vote. You can find information for your state at canivote.org. If you want to do it in person on election day, that's great. Although we don't want everyone doing that, because remember, with fewer polling places open this year, that could lead to a run the jewels listening party that nobody wants. So if your schedule is flexible enough, and if you live in a state where you can vote early, you should do that, especially to make the line shorter on election day for those who don't have that luxury. Now, if you want to vote by mail, that's great too. But we should be trying to flatten the voting curve to take the pressure off the system. So request your ballot as early as possible, read all the instructions, and send it back or drop it off as soon as you filled it in. And by the way, if you are still worried about mailing your ballot in, it is worth knowing 46 states have some sort of ballot tracking so you can be sure it was received and counted, and you should absolutely use that resource if you can. The really important thing to remember is this election is already very different from all those before it. So we all need to be on top of not only our own voting plans, but making sure our friends and family are on top of theirs as well. Because I have to say, if your plan is to just sit back and expect the system to magically work itself out, I'm sorry to tell you, that is simply a... It really is. I think this makes so much sense, and I think it really is something that we need to get into the fabric of our culture so that we don't have to fight this the night of election or the week or the next few weeks or however long it's going to take. I don't really want people to feel rushed. I want people to feel a sense of urgency and get things counted and get them counted accurately. That feels very, very important. I want votes to be counted and I want them to be counted accurately and I want everybody to have a chance to vote. But I also don't want people to feel rushed and I don't want people's votes to not be counted. So let's just spread this message and just get comfortable with it and maybe somehow take the pressure off the media so they don't have to sensationalize and mess with our heads and feel like that's good for their ratings. It would be great if we just all were able to be, it's okay, we're not going to get it. We don't care and not respond to the media hype, wherever that media comes from, and let it be. I know that is a dream world, but why not? I'm, you know, <laughs> might as well have good and beautiful visions. It's an adjustment for all of us. It's not 
the normal. It's not the usual. And I know it's not very satisfying, but it is reality and it's democracy, baby. And if you are struggling with the stress around all of this, like so many people are, it's pretty normal, normal feeling. Everything is weird this year in so many ways. And you haven't listened to episode 146 of this podcast, go check it out. It's called Simple Things You Can Do to Support Your Mental Health This Unique Election Season and Beyond with Dr. Nicole Justice. So it's a great episode. Check it out if you are kind of struggling, you know, with this whole stress piece and take a few extra breaths now and then. And I think I would be very remiss talking about John Oliver and not congratulating him on the John Oliver Memorial sewage plant in Danbury, Connecticut. Never had a reason to go visit Danbury, Connecticut, but now I do, adding it to the bucket list. I also want to go to this coffee shop in South Dakota called The Vault. Simple dreams. Sadly, they're not on the way to one another, which is a major bummer. If you're not familiar with the show, John Oliver picked on a little town and then it turned into a big thing that was all in good fun and uh, a bunch of money was raised and... Now, John Oliver has a sewage plant named after him. Fun stuff, uniquely fun stuff, but fun stuff. Before I send you on your way, and because this is a shorter podcast, I um, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I am. So here we go, whatever. Anyway, I was listening to music last night and thinking about, so I'm actually listening to music on my television, which is an odd thing to do, but that's what I was doing. And I was listening to Pandora on the TV screen is, you know, the picture of, the most most commonly album cover and it just sits there as the song plays and you know so I'm all over my Pandora stations and I'm listening to music from today music from a long time ago you know a little bit of Lady Gaga and some Sheena Easton and some Cliff Richard and Olivia Newton-John and Demi Lovato and a band called Perry whatever happened to them anyway and Prince and etc cetera, etc cetera. but anyway I got to thinking as these album covers are scrolling across my st- my screen just like how uniquely different it is how we listen to music and looking at the album covers is like it's like so full of memories especially for these old album covers where now they kind of replace it because we don't have records and CDs so much it's just like a picture right of the person and so it's like it's more detached where like when the purple rain comes across or when the Sheena Easton album or the Madonna album comes across the True Blue album I'm like the palpable memories of getting those records in the mail or at the store or for Christmas. Like I can tell you the story of each one, you know, in some cases walking to the store as a kid with my sisters to go pick up the new Neil Diamond album and walk back in the winter and hope you don't fall on the ice with your brand new record album. Like K-Tel albums would come in the mail and it was like the most exciting thing and whose were they? And if it was around Christmas, it was like, ooh, could that be my Christmas present and how exciting it was and it was just like there's so much attached to that like I can smell it and feel it and see it and what time the day the mailman came and all of that stuff and it's so cool and ripping open the package and being like woohoo Jenna Jackson all right party on you know it just so many things are so much fun and now it's I am grateful that my music can stream right into my television. Like how freaking cool is that? That we don't need like a mega stereo set to do that. So it's so cool, but it's just so different. And so I was just kind of like, 
missing that last night, noticing that I was going through a memory lane. And then it would switch to something, that song that I love, but I don't have the memory of bringing the album over to my friend's house or the CD over to my friend's house. And you had to wait till somebody bought it. And then you went over there and you listened and you hung out and you laid on their bed and you ate popcorn or whatever and and played cards or whatever. And it was just, it was like an event, you know? And I have so many attachments to to that and getting those gifts or, or, you know, oh man, you got the new CD. I'll come, when am I coming over? You know, or, hey, I bought this, I'm coming over. And like, it's just such a cool part of one's life and such a cool part of my childhood. And I know for many other people who are attached to their vinyl, they have many of those memories as well. And it's just so like music isn't as much of an event anymore when new things come out, new songs, new albums. Um, And I'm, you know, obviously time moves on and things change. And but I'm curious, like if anybody has any, how do you create memories around that? Or do you notice the same thing? And does it feel differently? Or do you have new ways of sort of celebrating that new music? I mean, I think it's even wild with like Amazon. If you buy something from Amazon, you get the CD will, you know, drop into your availability. And it's I almost find that disappointing. Like, it's sometimes it's really, really cool when I really want the music, but there's also this sort of anticipation that you totally miss and that you don't get of waiting for that album to come out or waiting for it to come in the mail when you ordered it from BMG and all of those things. And then you get them and it's so exciting and listening to the whole thing all the way through. And it's just such a different world. Anyway. <laughs> I hadn't thought of this before I started going on this little weird rant, but um, I guess it's not really a rant. But uh, <laughs> just thinking about the fact that I guess we could try to apply that to our election results. Like, can we make it a Columbia or BMG order that we <laughs> know we're going to have to wait a while to get in the mail? Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. But that that is uh, that was my thought process that I was going to last night that some album, some songs would pop up in Pandora and I had this flood of feeling and thoughts and visions in my head and then something else would pop up and it would be a song that I love but it was so much like of a of a less full um, experience an emotional experience and attachment and that doesn't mean you can't have intense emotional attachments to songs that are out now because you certainly can and I certainly do but it just it was fascinating to me to just see how it was like this robust and full experience in my head. And then the next song would come on and the next picture would show up and it would be like going from this, ah, to this, even if it was a song that I loved. And so it was just, it was fascinating. Anyway, I don't know. I'm curious if anybody else has a similar experience. Thank you so much for listening. I also, of course, want to thank all of you folks on Patreon who are supporting the podcast. I really, really do appreciate that so much. And if you are listening and you like what you hear and you would like to support the podcast, you can do that for as low as a buck a month. You could even be an advertising sponsor, just like Green Home Solutions. And I want to mention them because, first of all, they help make this podcast possible. And think about them. If you have issues with mold or weird smells or 
You need some disinfecting going on in your world. Check them out. Give them a call. If you're not from Duluth, you could certainly find them at greenhomesolutions.com. They are all over and you could find them there. You can check them out on Facebook as well. And if you're looking at the Duluth Facebook page for Green Home Solutions, Steve and his crew have pictures of some of the things that they have done. So you can kind of get a sense of all the different types of things that they do. And they do do furniture as well. So we talked about that in the past as well. So check them out. Greenhomesolutions.com, 1-800-SOLUTIONS. They are your mold disinfection, odor, and allergen control experts. Take good care, you guys. We'll see you on the other side of the election. And may you continue to find the pieces that fit beautifully, easily, smoothly into your health and wellness puzzle. Bye-bye.